Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Guess what today is? Day. Wednesday. 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 <laughs> Wednesday, I can't sleep. Wednesday morning. Wednesday, happy day. Wednesday. Wednesday. Now, from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios on this Wednesday, it's Bob and Sherry. I thought we'd talk about relationship news because we never do that on this program. <laughs> I just want to kind of go over into that area. Breaking news. It is bad for you to be in an unstable relationship where you never know if each night is going to end up with you declaring your undying love and being passionate or getting into a blowout fight and breaking up yet again. The University of Missouri found that people who are in on-again, off-again relationships are more likely to have anxiety and depression than people in stable relationships or single people. In other words... A toxic relationship is worse than no relationship at all. But I some, agree with I that. I agree too, but some folks cannot be single. They'd rather they just rather be in some sort of a universe where there's just animosity well, and then I, happiness and then I don't bitterness. Think, I don't think anybody wants to be in a universe of animosity and bitterness. I but think these people, people would have, rather do that than be single. I think I want to think it's because they have hope that it can get better. Have you ever been in an on-again, off-again relationship? And maybe it's not because there's a lot of um, negativity. It's just for whatever reason, you know, you don't feel not, like being with that person right now. or Not really. I'm usually a one-and-done kind of yeah. person. Yeah. I went through it twice, and it was very unsettling. And I found that... You usually don't succeed. There's, I had, there's one relationship in my life that um, could have easily started back up again uh-huh. if geography would have been different. Right. Um, but no, I'm usually, I usually stay past the point when I should have left, and by that point, you're just oh, man, so ticked off. I ain't paying for your funeral. <laughs> I'm so furious. Yeah, that's not a good thing. I'm not proud of that. I've had an on-again, off-again relationship with Bombay Gin. Mostly you know. on-again for me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really say we've broken yeah. up. You know what? Um, you know what is a fun experience? I just had this happen. I meant to tell you about this. So um, I'm driving home from work, and it occurred to me. I run, I run like, my, like all moms, I always have a head full of crap that needs to be done. We're, there's always something I know that I have to stop and buy or get or it's do. It's so irritating. Right. So I'm just that's just how my brain is. So I'm yeah. driving home and I'm sitting at a traffic light and I thought, oh, there's a liquor store up here on the right. I should zip in. We're out of Tito's. 
So I do. Mm-hmm. Right on the way. So I zip into the liquor store and I get the Tito's and I come up to the counter and the employee of the liquor store, I put the Tito's down. The employee says, how you doing today? I said, I'm doing great. How are you? And she chuckled and said, well, as much as you two talk about Tito's, I'm glad to see you really drink it. Oh, oh no. Wow. Oh, no, no, no. You're known at the liquor store. That's when you're bad. known at the liquor store. That is not good. Have you ever noticed the people at the liquor store are usually very nice people? They're always so friendly. And, but here's what they do. You, the, the bell rings and you go through and they look right at you. They look right at you as you're coming through the door. So that they can describe you to the cops. And also, are you old enough? And then, um, you know, then they're very, very nice. They're very nice. The lady at the Target checkout the other night said to me, I put a couple of bottles of wine up with my school supplies and dog food. And she goes, I'm going to need some ID for you to have that wine. I said, I'm going to have some ID so that you can give me that wine. (laughs) You betcha. ID is not a problem here. Yeah, they're always the friendliest people. I, I was checking out at the liquor store. Um, about a month ago, I guess, getting getting a bottle of Tito's, and so I give her the uh, I don't know how much it was, twenty eight bucks, something like that. I get my change, and you're kind of waiting for the receipt, and she, and she said, "Oh, you were looking for a receipt? You need a receipt? I know you're not bringing that back." <laughs> <laughs> and she laughed. As I, I think went we up. were at the same liquor store. <laughs> we may have been. That's so bad. You know what? Okay. That'll be another thing we can reminisce about when we're wearing our adult oh, pants. Geez, no. <laughs> no, not going to be doing that. Not going to be. Don't doing say that. you know. The minute you say you're not going to do it, God's going to make it I happen. Hear you, I hear you, Mary. I hear you, Mary. You can hear her laughing from here. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Nominate a teacher who you think deserves to spend this year's summer vacation relaxing in Florida. Go to bobandsherry.com to nominate them and tell us why. Every week we choose a winner to receive Bob and Sherry swag and they're nominated for the monthly grand prize from Visit Florida. A three-night vacation for two this summer to Margaritaville Beach Resort in Fort Myers Beach plus round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. And they're going to join us for a live recording of the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. Nominate your teacher at bobandsherry.com. Her name is Amy. And in October of 2018, she went on one date with a man. They went out to dinner and he paid for dinner. And then they never went out again. So last week, he sent her out of the blue a text message that said, Do you know how disrespectful it is to have someone take you out on a date, pay for everything, drop you home, and then to never call or text that person back? So Amy replied, have you really been holding that grudge for over six months? And he replied, nope, life is too short for grudges, darling. However, don't let that stop any reconciling you may have been considering. Okay. (laughs) Okay. If she didn't call you after the date, you coming back, kicking her butt over six months later is not going to have her. It's not going to do it. She's not going to go, you know, I need to rethink this guy. Yeah. You know, she picked up a vibe that this guy does not get women during that one date. So as men who have taken people out and paid for everything, um, I know it's got to be hurtful. I know it's hurtful from experience when you go out with someone one time 
And then clearly you never hear from them again because they are completely not interested. Of course that's hurtful. But have you ever felt like like you didn't get your money's worth? No. No. The, the, the deal is, I mean, you, you take a shot and you take a chance, you know? First of all, it's, it's not, I mean, how much is it, right? It's dinner, right? Yeah, I don't and know you what have, You have no right, you know, to expect something. To be honest with you, I'm not bragging. I, I don't know that I've ever had an experience where I took somebody out and then never had an interaction with them again. Well, I, I mean, I've had relationships that, you know, that didn't really it just go didn't, there. It, it didn't really go there. We were politically not aligned. We were, I, I don't know, there was just something that no chemistry, whatever it was. Do you want to hear what happened next with this guy? Mm-hmm. So she replies, I don't get what this is about, but I wasn't disrespectful in any way. If you wanted to see me again, you could have said, but that didn't happen. And I assumed we both didn't feel much chemistry, so I kept it moving. She sounds sane. He replied, you've got making up to do, Amy. Oh, creepy. And she said, no, I'm good. And he said, can I ask how you are? I'm fine. And he goes, babe, blow the dust off my number and be nice to me. It took a lot for me to reach out to you after the way you behave, so you should be making much more of an effort right now. Blow the dust Blow off, the dust my, off number. my number. What is he, Sam Spade? So <laughs> exactly. So then she says, I'm not interested. And he goes, she goes, I'm not interested. And he goes, but why? And she said, because we had one fairly awkward date. You didn't seem to fancy me or want me to see me again. It's six months later, and you think the way to get my interest attention, slash attention is by being hostile and entitled and calling me disrespectful? Now I'm good, thanks. And he said, to be honest, you came on our date dressed like you was attending a funeral of someone you didn't like. Quite a contrast to the ways you were dressed oh, in the wow. arousing pictures you were delighting me with prior. This guy is a lunatic. Why is she even responding to him, though? I, I mean, she's engaging him. in. A, obviously, he's got nothing going on romantically in his life. Why is she engaging tell, him at all? I'll tell you why. Because women are socialized to be polite because if you are not careful you can trigger an act of violent aggression did i tell you guys what happened to me in traffic the other day i don't think i did um i i know max has given us the wrap up i'll tell you before morons in the news this uh just to to wrap this up i just read a, a very brief article this guy broke up with his girlfriend in new york city i guess they've been dating a couple of years and she dumped him he had a t-shirt made that said just got dumped looking for a new girlfriend put it on and went to a mets game met so many <laughs> met so many women he had women coming up to him left and right is that not a great idea and you know why cuz as a woman i'm looking at that and i'm going there's a guy with a sense of humor yeah you know that's true there's a guy who can laugh at himself yeah that's ex- an honest guy and he doesn't have like this big prickly ego yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. saying i just yeah, got dumped i just got dumped yeah that's a guy that i would definitely go talk that's to that's exactly right all right, I'll, I'll post this text exchange up on our Facebook right now so you can go look at it. This guy has been simmering about this since October. Guys, sometimes just walk away. Okay, everybody. You've got the best. Hi, Blue Radio. The best of Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Every Plate. Skip the grocery store and save money with Every Plate. 
Let's go. Harvesting idiots from around the globe. You stupid moron. It's Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. Burlington, Vermont is a very cool place. It has a charming downtown with shops and restaurants and everything. And it's right on Lake Champlain, which is beautiful. Right across the lake is guess where? Canada. Listen to this. A Rhode Island man was charged in Vermont with possessing 26 pounds of cocaine on the shores of Lake Champlain. His name is Freddie Rodriguez. He's 38 years old of West Warwick, Rhode Island. And uh, he went to a camp right on the shores of Lake Champlain. Well, the American authorities were notified that there was a boat that came across from Canada and it was just about to touch the shores of the USA. And I guess you have to have some sort of passport or something to get a permit to get over there from Canada. Well, all of a sudden, our boy Freddie with the uh, cocaine, and that's a lot, 26 pounds of cocaine. He's casually walking down toward a kayak. And the authorities knew something was up, so they had some undercover people there. And they're going, what's going on here? He's got this backpack, and he's trying to get into the kayak and then put the cocaine, the 26 pounds, in the bow of the kayak. And obviously, what he's going to be doing is going out to said boat and then giving them the cocaine so they can take it back to Canada. Uh, By the way, this is the first story ever where cocaine was taken out of the United States to somewhere else. (laughs) So they spot the guy, they go over there, they grab him, and they nab him. The boat, I don't know what happened to that boat and who was in it, but Mr. Freddy is looking at five to 40 years in prison for doing that. Have you have you ever heard of um, anybody smuggling drugs out of the United States? I never have. <laughs> I can't think of many other stories like this. I know. I know. It's so weird. All right, Lamar? Well, let's, let's go to Oklahoma City, where an Oklahoma judge was arrested in Austin, Texas, after authorities say he opened fire on parked vehicles while out driving striking at least one of them and intentionally crashing into a woman's vehicle. And he told the officers officers later that she had cut him off. Brian Lovell, an associate district judge in Garfield County, Oklahoma, was arrested on a misdemeanor count of reckless driving, a felony count of engaging in deadly conduct with a firearm, and was forwarded to a grand jury for consideration. He was released on $10,000 bond and ordered to undergo a mental health evaluation. According to Austin police, officers were called just after 4 p.m. by a witness who reported a man firing approximately five times while driving down the street, striking at least one parked vehicle. About 90 minutes later, police responded to a call about a crash less than two miles from the shooting scene where a woman said a man had deliberately collided into the rear of her vehicle twice. Lovell and his SUV matched the description of the shooter, according to the affidavit. He told the police he believed the woman had cut him off in traffic, and although he acknowledged their vehicles has collided, he did not admit that the collisions were intentional. Lovell told police that there were two handguns in his vehicle, 
but he said he did not know why he would have shot his gun and could not recall any part of the shooting incident, according to the affidavit. Paul oh, Woodward, the presiding administrative judge for Garfield County, said Lovell agreed to not preside over any cases until his own cases are resolved. Well, that was very <laughs> nice of him not to be judging somebody else until he yeah. judged his own. There self. you go. <laughs> I agree. I agree. That is boy. Folks, easy with the shooting. Good Lord. Even if she cut him off, stop it. That's not a justification. No. This ain't, unless this ain't unless the okay he let her corral. into traffic and she didn't wave. If he let her in and she didn't wave, <laughs> ramming her is okay for me. Uh, that's all right. Oh, 19-year-old Missouri man Antonio Murray is in big trouble. He robbed a taco truck with a BB gun in his waistband, but it looked like a real gun. And so, you know, he waved his BB gun around at people and he took tacos and he left without paying. And before you think, oh, let's go easy on Antonio. I mean, no harm done, really. The taco holdup is the latest on Antonio's pending criminal court docket. He's in trouble for smashing two different store windows. He broke into a home in St. Louis earlier uh, last month, and he hit some folks, and he tased somebody, and he stole some TV, and then he attacked somebody else, and he's been arrested for everything under the sun, and now armed taco truck robbery. So the moral (laughs) of this story is, one, of course, don't do something illegal while you're doing something illegal. The moral of this story is, if we didn't get you for the first or the second one, destiny will send you to the taco truck with a BB gun, and we'll get you for that, Antonio. <laughs> you need to get taken off the streets, son. You are Amen. not fit to walk amongst us until you right. straighten up and act right. That is Morons in the News. It's Bob and Sherry. She's done it again. Sherry Lynch named one of the most influential women in radio. It's Bob and Sherry. Sherry. I have a pair of shoes, and they're they're kind of inexpensive. They're Skechers. And I just slip them on and they're very comfortable, you know. And so when I get up in the morning and I put them on and she's still asleep, she'll complain to me later in the day that those hard shoes woke me up. How how can my shoes wake you up? They're so hard on the hardwood floors. So now I'm I'm I I slip them on and then I these people here, I come in and, and I'll say, I'll be right back, I'm gonna get some water. And they say, Oh, here he comes. Here, here comes hard shoes, and I and I come walking. I said, "What's so funny?" Oh, we can hear you with your hard shoes. I said, "You can't hear me with my." There's, there's, yeah, we can. Not that yeah, we hard. could. We yeah, so, have a nickname for you. You're yeah, the film noir shoes. detective, Sam Hard Shoes. My, Sam's on Mary the case. Just, Mary just came in. Mary just came in. Go ahead. They're like bricks. They're not like bricks. <laughs> They're, like, yes. They're Skechers. It was like it was like one of these old time radio shows. Sam Hardshoes walked into his office. You can hear the door slam. You can hear pop 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 pop. He took a drink. Glug, 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 glug. Hey, listen, Bobby Hardshoes is a pretty good gangster name when you come right down to it. So I'm I'm going to accept that. Mary is still here. I'm just Bo- Bobby Skechers. <laughs> no, don't call me that. Uh, well, that's a wife. That's a wife no, speaking right there. Mary I want to talk to here, Mary. Let, let me put the headphones on Mary. I rarely interject in the mornings, but I heard this, and this is just blasphemy. Do you hear how he gaslights it? He goes, "You can't hear my shoes." Yeah, we can. 
We can hear his shoes. You said they sound like bricks. Everyone can hear his shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a cartoon character, and he stepped in concrete, and then he walks through a house <laughs> on the sidewalk. Hey, and when you wearing cement shoes. But when you tell him about it, he goes, no, you can't hear it. Like, why are you trying to gaslight me? Of course you can hear it. Right. I have ears. <laughs> That's all you really need. <laughs> why can't we get him some little slippers, like some little house slippery but, kind of thing? Because he says his he, his in, his insoles hurt if he doesn't wear proper sole. <laughs> <laughs> he says I have flat feet. Sex Just monster. Sexier by the second. <laughs> no, you're going to have to take a commercial break. <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> you're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Kohl's. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com today. We on the Bob and Cherry Show were huge fans of the comedian Kevin Meany. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And Kevin Meany passed away unexpectedly in 2016. He'd been a guest on our show a bunch of times. And Max was yep. saying that um, the, the stand-up that we're about to give you now, Max said the first time he saw this act, he was laughing so hard that he could not breathe. This <laughs> is um, Kevin Meany appearing for one of the first times on The Tonight Show. And... The guest host that night was Max, drumroll please. Jay Leno. Before he took over for Johnny Carson. So this was very early in Kevin Meany's career, and he passed away just a few years ago, and here we are. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Kevin Meany. Uh, thinking about changing my first name to Eeny. Thank you. <laughs> Eeny Meany, figure it out for yourselves, folks. Uh, my parents' names are Miney and Moe. I have a little brother by the name of Teeny Meeny. <laughs> and I have an Aunt Jeannie. Good night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad I have you right here. Thank God, my eye! I'm gonna poke my eye out! I don't believe it! My mother would say, you're doing that on purpose! Putting the microphone in your eye. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. The other comedians aren't poking their eyes out. Why do you have to do that? One of these days, one of your crazy friends is going to put a needle in that microphone. And it's going to be real funny, isn't it? Walking around with one eye. Why do you do this to your father and I? You're like a mental case on stage. I don't think you want to see. You probably have your one-eye jokes already written. God, you're like a crazy person. Anything in my house could poke an eye out when I was a kid. Be passing pizza across the table. You're going to take your brother's eye out with that slice. Now put your goggles on and go to bed. And stop rolling around up there. Rolling in the bed. Why are you rolling? Your brothers don't roll. Your father doesn't roll. You're like a crazy person rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. You're gonna fall out of that bed and poke your eye out. They were crazy, not me. We couldn't wear tight pants growing up in my family. We couldn't wear tight pants. You're not wearing those tight pants out, mister. Put your big pants on. Going outside with tight pants on. We're big pant people. 
Where's your own? Put your big pants on. The Lobermans are coming over. And you're wearing tight pants. Why? Your father doesn't wear tight pants. Well, it's good to be here. Uh, I went shopping today. I go shopping. People mistake me for an employee. Ladies come up to me. Pardon me, sir. Where do I return the gifts? I'll give them to me. Take anything you like and walk right out that door with it. Are you sure? I never heard of that policy before. Oh, ladies are stuck at the door. He said I could take it. I'm not a shoplifter. He's a crazy person. I was driving today. I drive around. You ever notice like things on the side of the road? See a shoe just laying there? Figure maybe some guy on his way to work. You know, I'm not wearing my left shoe today. Gonna toss that baby right out the window. See what the boss says about that. You'll even see that downtown. See a pair of pants on the sidewalk. A tight pair of pants. I told you you take those things off. People in camouflage clothes, you ever see them? No, you can't see them. They're camouflage. They're walking around. Nobody sees me. I'm camouflage. So this guy had camouflage pants on. I said, hey, where are your legs? <laughs> They're camouflage, you jerk. The other day we saw a car painted with camouflage paint. Just to prove a point, we ran into it. <laughs> camouflage sure didn't sit. <laughs> I don't drive that much. I have a jetpack. Pop in on housewives to see if they're wrapping things fresh. <laughs> Why are you clapping? He'll just continue. I drove cross country, really got to see the country. Notice that there's no dotted lines between the states. Also, Kansas is not pink. These are map jokes. Please try to follow me, all right? Great jokes to tell in the car. I don't use the map, they're too big. You open them up, they're as big as the car. You should be like me when you drive, use a globe. Right next to you while you're traveling. Well, I'm in North America. <laughs> Can you tell me what latitude I'm in? Tough time getting that thing back in the glove compartment, you know? <laughs> Get it back in. No place for your gloves. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. My jokes don't go over. I don't care. Everybody, I don't care. I don't... He does not care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't... He does not care. I don't Women call me Pucky. I don't care. I don't care. Shut up. I don't care. Look out, Hank Mancini. Here comes Zini Meeny. I don't care. One more time. No! I don't care. We hate you. I don't care. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Bing, bing, bing. Is stupid. Making noises on the Johnny Carson show. You're like a crazy person. Why do you do this to your father and I? Thank you very much. Oh, he's so That funny. is the late great, he's great. Kevin Meany. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Yesterday, I was sitting in my sunroom studio there. And I looked out on my backyard, and right there on the little railing uh, to the steps that goes down into my backyard was the most beautiful, bright red cardinal. 
And cardinals are one of my favorite birds. They may be my favorite birds, cardinals and hummingbirds. I have a hummingbird feeder right next to my window here too. And I looked at that thing and I said, am I right to assume that the bright red cardinals are male cardinals and the uh, more subtly colored cardinals are the female cardinals? Is, is that, that I believe I'm, that is correct. Yes. yes, I think it is. That's right. Because, you know, a, as a human being, you, you think, well, it, it should be the other way because human males, for the most part, uh, with the exception of golfers and Bob Lacey, when he gets like a wild hair to buy yellow pants, uh, most men are more subtly dressed than women are. But I, from from what I've read, the idea is that the cardinal, the male cardinal is looking for a mate. And, you know, has to uh, be attractive and eye-catching because, uh, you know, wants to, get, wants to get that mating thing going there. And so that's why they're red. So that's, it makes true across the, that's true across the animal kingdom. I mean, have you yeah. ever seen two ducks floating together do- down the stream? The male has all these beautiful colors and the sun yeah, catches the, the blues and greens. And, yeah, yeah. and the, his lady is like, that's fine. I'll just be brown. Yeah, right. It is true. Don't please don't worry about me. I don't I don't need anything. I'll just I'll just be over here being brown and laying eggs. You know, squeezing an egg out isn't painless, but that's okay. I'll just be brown. There there are men in cars right now going, Bob, why'd you bring that up? You know, we're gonna where are we going? Oh no, I want I'm glad that you're bright red. I'm all the ladies say you're so bright red. So it must eventually um, become the same with men, because I just read that men spend more on grooming themselves for a first date than women do. According to this, a guy will spend about $46-48 uh, getting ready for the first date on haircuts, facials, and waxing. But I tell you, he's expecting a lot out of that first date. Um, women will spend about five bucks on their on their uh, first date beauty regimen. Now I'm I'm figuring that women keep up with moisturizers on a daily, many on a daily basis. Certainly, they keep up much more than men do, taking care of their faces and hands and body. So I guess a guy goes, oh, one of them's going to go out with me. I better get it together, and goes out and spends almost fifty dollars to get ready. Whereas a woman, it's not that. It's not that big a deal. We maintain ourselves on the daily, <laughs> even though we're brown. <sighs> well, also we just... we don't have to work as hard with one of these. I can get as many of those as I want. <laughs> you have to ask yourself, Bob. Uh, are you glad all the time the subjects that you bring up? Do you think down the road where it may go? It's too it's too late for a career in sports radio for you. Okay, everybody. You've got the best. Hi, hello, radio. The best of Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. This is something, a feature that just sort of uh, naturally came together. Sherry actually came up with it. She had a product, and she said, this is perfect for Lamar. And then we started asking Lamar to review some products that very often you'll see on TV. He is the people shopper. Don't spend your money until the people shopper tells you whether or not it's worth swiping that credit card. Lamar, what are we looking at today? 
Well, <clears throat> I'm very excited about this. It's the Nostalgia Hot Dog Toaster. Now, you've probably seen these in stores. It looks like a toaster, but instead of bread, you put weenies and the buns in, push it down to cook, and after a few minutes, it pops up and your hot dogs are ready. Now, when you look at this, you have to think there are many, many ways to cook a hot dog. The most traditional is boiling them in water on the stove, which I don't really care for. Uh, the other popular way is on the grill, which is what most people prefer. But, you know, there have been some bizarre, like, crazy place. You Do y'all remember back in the 70s, the Presto hot dogger back then? I remember the a, name. How did that work? It, it had metal prongs, and you put the uh, hot dog on each each end of the hot dog on the metal prongs and you plug it in so that the electric current cooked them from the inside out oh, it yeah. actually electrocuted the hot dogs until your desired doneness yeah. now this seemed very creepy and really disrespectful disrespectful to the hog but I, I keep thinking i don't know who the guy was that came up with it but i'm betting his middle name was wayne and he was very familiar <laughs> with duct tape, lime, and he owned a panel van, okay? Because this was just so, so, so bizarre. But now, I love a burnt hot dog on the grill. And I mean, really, it cannot get too burnt for me. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I love to set one over on the side and just let it cook. Yeah. But, what, I, I, but, what, I, but what, when we're cooking hot dogs, I cook them on the stove in a cast iron skillet with a little bit of grass-fed butter, and I split the weenie down the middle so they open up and get a good sear on both sides. When you add chili, onions, and slaw, and you nestle it all in a steamed top-split bun, you have the perfect hot dog. So now that I have established my love for the hot dog and the study of it, let's talk about the Nostalgia Hot Dog Toaster. It's really cool looking. It's all red and it's retro looking like something back from the 60s. And the instructions are to put the weenies in the basket and then the buns in the larger holes on either side. Now this is where the trouble starts. I don't know what kind of buns they use to measure for the hole, but it's really hard to get the buns down in there. Hmm. The answer evidently is to mash your buns really, really flat to make them fit. And I'm going, seriously? I mean, I like a fluffy warm bun. I don't want it all squished up. But I managed to get the buns in. I push down the lever, and it's just like a regular toaster. Everything goes down, and you can set the control for whatever doneness you want. So I cranked it up to high because I like a cooked hot dog. So after about four minutes, I smell something burning, and then I see smoke. And the <laughs> buns were burning around the edges. Oh, and no. so the toaster has a stop button that cuts the heat. I guess it's like the emergency button or whatever. Right. So I hit the stop button. And the, when I got the buns out, they were all black around the edges. And I've got some pictures of them that we'll post on the website <laughs> so you can sort of see what the deal was. But, but you look at them, the hot dogs themselves looked okay, but the buns had some burnt part on them. But, like, think about this. If you were lost in the wilderness, afraid you were going to die, or you were camping, which are basically both the same thing, you would consider this edible, okay? You, that, that, that would be one thing. Okay. So, so Carla and I tried them, and I have to say, they weren't bad. I mean, it could have been better, but the buns were warm, the hot dog was cooked, but I decided to go at it again. But this time, I put the weenies in first and started them so they could get a little bit more color, and then the buns, I was going to put them in at the very end so they wouldn't burn. So after squishing up the first bun, it went in okay, but the second one immediately stuck to the side and didn't want to go in. So I managed to get it in there, and I gave the buns about two minutes, which was probably less than half the time I, I did before, and I hit stop. 
Now, the weenies had marks on them, and they looked pretty good. And the first bun still had black on the edges. But the second bun was totally stuck to the sides. I mangled it into pieces trying to get it out. Uh, the hot dogs themselves were better, but it was still a huge disaster. So this is a cute item for a gift to someone, especially if you don't see them very often so you won't hear back about it, or if you don't really care for them that much. You know, you've got those people that, you know, it's, you, you got to check them off the list. That's what this is for. Uh, I'm pretty sure any decent hot dog alive today would choose electrocution versus this. It's, it was... It's a great idea. It's a great idea, but I, 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 I think I was done with this contraption when you said, you know, if you're out in the wilderness and starving to death, maybe you'd eat this. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. You know, you know how it's when you're camping and stuff. You know, you expect actually stuff no, to be a I bit don't. Rougher. I don't know how it is when you're camping and stuff. Well, All right. I don't either, but I've read about. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, your rating is not really high on this, right? Two buds. Two so, buds. Two is, buds you know. only. Wow. So question, people shopper, because I'm looking at the pictures that you sent. Um, it seems like it did a better job with the dogs than the buns, but you're saying yes. for the amount of countertop acreage it takes up, just not this worth it. This is too much. It, it, too much. And then you got to clean it every time. you got to pull the tray out and get rid of the... Yeah, no, 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 no. This is, this is, it's cute, but it's no good. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. The baton of hassle just gets handed down from one generation to the next. Remember when I took care of Mia on that really fast road trip up for her visit to Seton Hall when she yeah. was deciding on her college? Yeah. So care Mia had never, she's had a license for a while, but she'd never driven on the New Jersey Turnpike or the Garden State Parkway. Right, and right. so there are toll booths, but not all of them are manned because of COVID. So right. here we come, and there's toll booths about every other second on the Jersey mm-hmm. Turnpike. So oh, yeah. it's so Karen wants a turn at driving, so she's behind the wheel, gripping the wheel with both hands. We come upon the uh, turn po- the turnpike booths, and mm. I said, "Hey, remember, you have to. We don't have an easy pass. You have to go to one that's marked cash." Well, do you know what a Jersey slide is? Do you guys know what a Jersey slide is? A, a Jersey slide is a driving maneuver where you come through the toll booths at the bridge or on the turnpike or whatever. And wherever you are, where you need to be is eight lanes of high speed traffic to the right or to the left. <laughs> to the right. Okay. Yeah, and so yeah, you yeah. come out of the toll booth and you accelerate and you begin sliding across all those lanes of traffic so that you don't mm-hmm. accidentally end up in Sayerville by mistake, right? Mm-hmm. So this is Karamia's first turnpike driving and Karamia's very first Jersey slide, which is a sacred moment in the family. So I'm like, okay, you got to go through one that says cash. She's like, I can't. I have to Jersey slide. I can't do all of these things at once. And she blasts through the the booth that's only for Easy Pass people. The camera oh, takes boy. a picture of our license plate. And I was like, calm down. It's okay. They'll just send us a bill in the mail. So she comes through the booth. Jersey slides across the eight lanes of traffic. And we keep going. I get the thing in the mail. The cost of the toll was $1.90. But the punishment for blasting through the lane is $50. $50 again with these states. $50. Why is it $50 with these states? 
$50 make you holler. So now I've got this bill from New Jersey and New Jersey is so tired of people named Lynch who don't follow traffic laws that they're done. <laughs> so I don't even get like, thanks to my niece, Brittany and my brother, I don't even get like a regular hello motorist. I get a letter in the mail that basically says, heads up, we ain't here to take your bleep. You give us $51.90 right now or we're coming for you. What they should have said in that letter was, and tell Karamia congrats on her first Jersey slide. Because if she'd yeah, gotten exactly. that wrong, you'd be paying a lot more than fifty-one ninety. Promise. You're right. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. We must talk to one of our well, listeners. Listen, listen to the message that Mike left on our Bob and Sherry app. Okay. Free on iTunes and Google Play. Listen All right. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Um, I've got an interesting story about uh, my wife and I. We got divorced for four hours after being only married for about 50 days. Wow. Sports related. It's funny. Um, I always love to tell it, so... Thanks. Let's get Mike on. Is he here? Mike, are you here? Yes, sir. I have never heard, and I don't think Sherry's ever heard, of anybody got divorced for four hours. Okay, we were we were divorced for four hours, but it's more of a verbal divorce. Um, uh-huh. It, okay, so I'm an over-the-road truck driver. Right. I am out for 330 days out of the year, and my wife and I got married in September of 2016. Um, uh the month before it, my mother-in-law got us tickets to a football game, which we I lived in Fayetteville, North Carolina, for 20 years. But mm-hmm. now I was in the military, and I stayed mostly in that area until I moved to northwestern Pennsylvania three years before this game happened. Okay. Um, I was very adamant with my wife. I do not like the Pittsburgh Steelers because I live in western Pennsylvania. I like Pittsburgh teams. I am not a huge fan of the Steelers. I will cheer for them as long as they don't play the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> okay. It's a huge rivalry, and uh, my mother-in-law happened to get a seat 20 rows up behind the Dallas Cowboys for the Cowboys-Steelers game. Wow. So um, my wife kind of looked at me and was like, are you going to be able to control yourself? I said, yes, I will be able to control myself. Um because I have been to Cowboys games, but we have never been in a real situation where it's been one versus the other, where she likes the Steelers, I like the Cowboys. We've mm-hmm. never been in this type of situation. Right. And uh, so I stayed out for like 45 days to make sure I was there for the game itself. Mm-hmm. And um, after getting married, so we got married in September. I stayed out all of October. To November, just the, like the weekend of the game, and I got home, and we were at the game. We're we're sitting there, and just as the ball kicks off, like this is the opening kickoff. My wife says, "Oh yeah, we're divorced till this game's over." Oh, that she that's it's it. That bad, Mike? That, that was she it. Oh, mm. I I I am a bit of a fanatic. Um, I love all of my sports teams, college professional are uh, you are you that very, guy are you that guy in the stands because i've been to games with that guy who just is losing his mind is that you not i i um i have tattoos of two of my favorite teams one of them being the cowboys and the other the pittsburgh penguins 
Um, do you do you paint your face and take off your shirt when it's forty below and paint your chest and that sort of thing? And turn and turn around and make people cheer louder because they're not cheering as loud yeah. as you are. Do you do that? <laughs> I, um, I, I hate that guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I have a lot of I would say gear. Mm-hmm. Um, I have hats. I have jerseys. I um, I even have shoes. All right, I wore Mike. all of that to the game. All right, we got we got the whole idea with the football thing, and that's that's a charming story. But I have something else I want to talk to you about, Mike. Yes, sir. Did you say that you got married and then would go out on the road for like 45 days without seeing your wife? Yes, sir. How does that work How out? does that work? My, my wife is a trucker's daughter. Uh, my father-in-law has been driving a, a semi for 30 years. So she's used to her dad kind of being on the road. My wife is a very independent woman. Okay. Uh, yeah. And she is. She's kind of. She's. She didn't she have a. She didn't have a problem. I mean, that's. You, but you, wait, you were saying yeah. he said he was on the road like three hundred plus days a year she, away from home. But she married what she knew. Think about it. She, as oh, far no, no. as she knows, that's how it works, right? Because her dad was like that. Yeah. Um, her dad is. You know, in his, in his, you know, more in his, uh, in his experience, is now getting where he's home every weekend. Yeah. I'm just starting out in the business, and I've, and my wife and I have kind of determined the longer you're out, I normally average thirty days at a time, but for all right. So know, wait a minute, you're you're away for a month, and then how many days are you with your wife? Uh, four, four days. And then four um, days, and then you're wow. gone, and then you're gone for another month, Mike. Yes, sir. And then four days. Hey, I bet those four days are exciting, though, right? Oh, yes, they are. Yeah. Very much. So this keeps the romance going, but isn't it hard? Oh, yeah. Like, isn't it hard to stay kind of tight when you're when no. you see each other so infrequently? Really? I mean, three hundred. I, I mean, that's great. She is a very independent person, and so are you. But three hundred days a year. I don't think that my wife. Could could bear to be away from me? I, you know, I her. don't think so. Please no. talk to me about that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, Mary? There is you're no on way. your own for the next thirty days. There is no way she wants to be away from you for thirty straight That's sweet. days. That's sweet. How would she know? First of all, how would she know all the things there are to know that you tell her? That's exactly right. I'm seeing um. tears. <laughs> I'm seeing tears in this woman's face. Well, Mike, congratulations. You've got a great deal going right now. I would like to see you stay home a little bit more, but you can work toward that, can't you? Yes, sir. But but I don't think he wants to. I think it's just working for them. It's just the way How would you like it if she got her trucker license and the two of you were a team? Um, Do you ever hear about those stories about, like, people blowing up or people, like, getting murdered? You know, because they, you know, the wife snapped. Um, Just too close, yeah. Oh, oh, my wife, my wife. Uh, yeah. Okay. We yeah. got it. Mike, make sure you keep it between the lines, my friend. Thank you so much for listening and being one of our Bob and Sherry family members. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. So this is Axum of Awesome with the four chords that... All these different pop right. songs. Here we go. My life is brilliant. My love is pure. I saw an angel of that I'm sure. 
People killing, people dying, children hurt, and you hear them crying. Can you practice what you preach? Won't you turn the other cheek? Forever young, I wanna be forever young. I won't hesitate no more, no more. It cannot wait. I'm your lipstick stains. I knew I wouldn't forget you if I could Then I would I'd go wherever you will And go And can you feel the love tonight? Nobody wants to see us together But it don't matter, no Cause I oh, got Papa, oh, I can't live with or without you. Pictures of you, pictures of me hung upon your wall for the world to see. And she will be loved. Yeah, she will be loved. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother this Mary. This is amazing. It really is. No woman, no cry. Yeah, mama, this surely is a dream. I come from a land down under. Red, white, and blue. Funny things you do. America, America, this is you. They say that Taylor was a good girl. Never want to be late. Complain, express ideas in her brain. I need some love like I've never needed love before. I'm going to make love to your baby. Take on me. When I come around. Take me. He hits the note. When I come around, I'll be gone. When I want to. <laughs> Whoa, Axis of Awesome. Save tonight. Gonna take a lot to drag me and away from you. Comes, There's not another hundred men on my body. It's amazing. Once again, I'm torn into pieces. Can't deny it, can't pretend. Just thought you were the one in my head. Can you make it just a little bit louder so I can hear the words? Yeah. Thank you. Tell me what you have to go make things so complicated. I see the way you like somebody. I know she's playing with me. Well, that's okay, cause I got no self-esteem. With a thousand eyes and a good disguise. And I'm right between the eyes. And I'm right between the eyes. Just so beautiful. So damn beautiful. Too late to apologize. Too late. Just gonna stand there and watch me burn. That's alright because I like the way it hurts. It's my life, it's now or never. I ain't gonna live forever. Unexpected Bon Jovi moment. No, he can't read my poker face. Come on, mommy, let's go party. <laughs> 
take only what you need from it. It's like every genre, too. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, it's all over the place. I mean, it goes from super bubblegum to metal. Doesn't that make you shiver the way that things have gone? Doesn't that seem peculiar? But you know what's so interesting? Okay, yeah, so you can sing all these chord progressions and all these songs, but all of these songs are their own thing. They are. You know, this isn't like just a bunch of, as uh, my dad would say, a bunch of noise. That was really cool. Axis of Awesome. Thank you, Max. (laughs) You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by BritBox? Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I believe this shit. All right, I'm going to give you a choice. Would you like to know why I'm really, really worried about my own subconscious Mm. or how squirrels may be the reason that leprosy came to medieval England? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm going to hit the chimes with my head. It's under your paper. So let me offer you again. These are your two choices. Why I'm deeply concerned about the state of my own subconscious or are squirrels the culprit behind the leprosy outbreak? Leprosy! Oh, please, leprosy, Sherry! <laughs> call on me. I'm waving my hand. Call on me. Bob? Is there a third choice? There's no third choice. <laughs> you know, I really want to learn more about you. <laughs> but, um, you know, Mary raised those squirrels. So That's why I'm kind I thought, of into a yeah. squirrel thing here now. This is my new way that I'm going to get history and science on this show. I'm going to give him unpalatable choices, and then he's forced to go, I choose history and science. This is actually fascinating. Um, squirrels infected with leprosy brought the disease to medieval England along Viking trade routes. There was this wild craze like 1,100, 1,200 years ago for Scandinavian squirrel belts. <laughs> and so the Vikings, the Vikings would bring them. That's a lot of work to, you know, give, to give somebody a coat. The Vikings would bring them. See, they, they dug up a skull that's 1,103 years old from somebody's garden mm-hmm. in Suffolk, England. Mm-hmm. And they tested it, and they found that the skull was a skull of someone who had leprosy. And they identified the strain of leprosy. It was the same as other skeletal remains in Denmark and Sweden. And they said, oh, squirrel meat and squirrel pelts, which were like the filet mignon of their day, were traded by Vikings to people who lived in England at that time. They didn't have no squirrels in England? Well, these I got were a million Scandinavian in my squirrel pelts. Because for some reason, maybe, I don't know why, these were, these were like awesome squirrels. Yeah. Huh. Think about that. I'm just thinking about it now. I'm just so glad I didn't uh, live back then. We, we would I, not have done Oh, well. man. The plague. That was a Leprosy, bad way to go. Plus, like, no indoor plumbing. Sleeping sleeping on hay. No memory foam mattress. Nothing. That's right. You'd have to shake hands with lots of people who weren't washing and their no, they did not. And they, they would blow their... They didn't even have toilet paper. Oh, please. How much of the population... Do you recall off the top of your head? How much of the population... I wish Alexa were here. <laughs> how much of the population was wiped out in Europe from the plague? 
Ooh, Todd, can I you? I mean, was it like a third? Was that huge. was different than leprosy. Yeah, that was the Black Death. That's no, I, I know that. Bubonic plague. That's I know. Well, I don't want to invite either into my house. <laughs> but le- leprosy would kill you, right? Well, not necessarily. Really? But you would be ostracized. You'd have to go live in a leper colony, and your nose could fall off. Like I said. You can, live, but you can good. live without a nose. You know, you're right. You you uh, you can live with leprosy. Father Damien had leprosy in the Hawaiian island of Molokai. He took care of people with leprosy there, didn't he? You could. You can. Two hundred million people died of the plague. Yeah, seventy-five to two hundred million. So the population back then was probably what. Less than it is now. Yeah, I mean, that was well, it would probably be about two million people. So, yeah. But people, yeah, people live with leprosy. There are, there are people with leprosy today. Really? I mean, it's been mostly contained. Mm-hmm. But every now and again, and I think it's really easily treatable now in ways yeah, there that are it wasn't. People with leprosy today. Yeah. Hey, hey, is not another show on the planet? <laughs> <laughs> Let me say it again. It's talking about swarming not, not and just, leprosy. Not, ju- not just in the format. They're not just in the United States. I'm saying the planet. Not don't, one radio show. Don't you feel, don't hey, you want to hey, be unique? Bob, 45 to 50% of the European population died during a four-year period with this. Wow, can you that, imagine? That's incredible. Half, almost half of your country, of, the, of, of Europe, wiped out in four years? Well, I mean, if you jump up to 1918 in the flu pandemic, the oh numbers were, were also devastating around the world. Is that right? Yeah. Do that math real quick for me, Todd. You charming juggler, you. <laughs> the, the mortality rate of the 1918 flu pandemic, which also no other show in the world's talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've noticed when we... Uh find ourselves in these positions that we have this land all to ourselves there's usually one person who is presenting it well aren't you interested yeah aren't you interested in like the history of the world and our species and as a man who keeps pet squirrels don't you still have melvin and lucy living in your your we don't know where lucy went but melvin may be around she left melvin well, or she left the world. I mean, who knows? They don't have we a don't long. Know. They don't have a long life. I mean, the, the idea. Once again, of... just keeping that good time feeling going for our audience. How much? Sixty to hundred million people. And Fifty that was... to hundred million in nineteen eighteen. In 19... of the flu, of the flu. Nineteen eighteen. Yes, nineteen eighteen. The pandemic. Yeah. And when humble squirrel, Frisky the nut squirrel, can bring leprosy to an entire nation. It's a dangerous it's, world. It's an important thing to know about. <laughs> Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Here's the stupid thing that I read. It's a question that they want you to respond to. Would you rather have chapped lips that never heal or terrible dandruff that cannot be treated? Um, wow, are my lips cracked and bleeding or are they just chapped? They're not bleeding, but they're painful. They're, they're like right at the very top of your lip, right underneath that, underneath your nose, right underneath, the, right in the center. That little thing is like it's been ripped a little bit. I think um, I have to go with chapped lips, Bob, because, well, for starters, they'd be all bright red or whatever. I wouldn't have to wear lip gloss. And, 
and I think better that than incur. You see how much hair I have? If I had incurable oh, yeah. damage, it would be like a snowstorm around here. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go with chat. That's what. How about you, Max? Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking the dandruff because. Um, see what if I found a woman that had poor eyesight, I could still kiss her. Oh, that's good. That's very. That's good. interesting. It's Leia. just that you're walking around, you know, doing this and that all day long on your shoulders. What would you pick, Doc? Um, I think I've got to go with the dandruff because I've got that super dry skin, and there's there's just nothing worse than dry chapped lips. <laughs> Wow. Well, folks, I know the answers may surprise you, but you're listening to the Bob and Sherry show. And what we, did you pick, I, everybody's uh, my pick. I honest to God, I think it's going to be the chap lips. I'm I mean, I got something too. else that's chapped all the time already. You know what I mean? So, yeah. well, it's not because I'm kissing it. I can tell you that. No, that's for sure. Um, no, I'm I'm with you. That's what makes us um, gold best friends is that we both yeah. rather have permanent chap lips than incurable right. dandruff. And if that isn't a an, an unbreakable friendship bond, what is? There you go. All right, mark this also, as a best Bob, of. Um, okay, mark this I as am. a best I'm sorry, of. I'm marking yeah. it. Also, um, mm-hmm. for Max and Doc, who do have who have chosen dreadful incurable dandruff. Um, we've got one wooden fireman's hat that you two can trade back and forth to help conceal some of that. How's that? Why did you have to add the word dreadful? I don't think dreadful was in the original description. Was terrible dreadful not was. in the original? Terrible. Ter- ter- terrible. 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 Uh, terrible. You think terrible is so better than dreadful? I, th- I think dreadful is much worse than terrible. Wow. That's coming your Gosh, way. you learn something every day here. Yeah, <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. stupid. It's the best Bob and Sherry. <laughs> best, best. You guys kill me. I love you, Bob and Sherry. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. I don't know what to think about society today. You know, you go online, and if you go to the wrong place, you're going to see Americans hating each other for almost anything. It's like, oh, I see that you disagree with my point of view. I hope you die. I hope your hair catches on fire. You know, it's just so ugly. But once in a while, you'll see something that is silly and childlike, and you say, you know, people sometimes are lighthearted. If you haven't seen this, parents online have been arguing about how many chuggas you should say before choo-choo. Choo-choo. How many chuggas? Chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-choo-choo. That was eight chuggas, right? I think it's 16. 16 before a choo-choo? If you're counting each chugga like that. All right, let's try it. Chugga 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 choo choo. Or all right, maybe maybe twelve. Hey, sixty minute man. That's twice as many chuggas as I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. I think it's too fast. No, no, no. Let's try chugga 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 choo choo. That's too much. You're rushing. You're rushing it. You know, take it easy. Enjoy the experience. Like a man with a slow chugga chugga. Yeah. Do so you think 16 chugga chuggas? Yeah. Maybe 12. Let's try it with 12. Chugga 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 choo choo. That may be the one. So 16 too much. Maybe a little too much. Eight not enough. Yeah. 12 chugga chuggas just right. Hey, you don't want to wear the chugga chugga out, right? I don't know why NPR didn't want us. I know. 
I mean, here we are covering the hard-hitting topics. Are we screaming about one thing or another? I think I'd rather be talking about chuggers than screaming at you about an athlete who was cut from a team or something. Sometimes when I listen to what people talk about on the air and they're screaming at each other, it's like, calm down. I couldn't do that kind of radio because I just can't maintain that level of rage for I, anything. I know. Or I can't, anything. I can't maintain that level of enthusiasm about anything. You know? I mean, there is, I love pizza, but I can't, I can't get on the air and going, let me tell you about the pizza. Oh, my God. This guy said that his pizza was better than my pizza. Come on. All right, let's do the chuggas now this way. <clears throat> if you think that more than 12 chuggas is necessary, you're what's wrong with this country. You are. Don't Listen, listen to me, people. Don't even talk to somebody that wants a 16 chugga. Don't even talk to them. And these eight chugga people, oh, eight chuggas. Snowflakes. <laughs> Snowflakes chuggas. I couldn't do I it. I couldn't do it either. I mean, it's just... Now, the last, I, I recently did chug a choo choo with Violet. She was over oh, yeah? um, having dinner with me. We were sitting next to each other. Mm-hmm. And um, she was she was wanting something off of my plate. So mm-hmm. I, it was a little um, piece of uh, biscuit. So I picked it up and went, here it comes. Chug a chug a chug a chug a chug a chug a chug. And that was the last time I did that, was just recently. Isn't that funny? But I probably only did eight chuggas. You know, I, I spent so many years, I don't even remember if I did chuggas. I think I did the uh, airplane. Op- open the air, open the hangar. Here comes the airplane. You know, which every kid seemingly hates. Really? <laughs> no, they love that. it. They love it. I don't know. They love it. I can't remember. Maybe they loved it. Yeah. I could try so, feeding you. I've got a cupcake over there. I could try playing the airplane game with you. Um, I've seen the little cupcakes, and I don't need any help. <laughs> I, I, I've been I've been tackling them. You know, I love that cupcake, but afterward, I just. You hate it yourself? I hated myself. I should have stopped it too. You know? They're small. You could say that about marriages, yeah, but you know, you know, we kept going. That's right. And look how happy we were. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, how happy you we ate are. two? You ate two of those? Mm-hmm. We were supposed to eat two. They're small ones. They're the size of a half dollar. It's not like they're, they're the great big full size ones. You have they're no self control. Those are minis. I have self control. No self control. I have. None. When, None. I, when I want it, I have it. Okay? <laughs> My, <laughs> I have, it's called uh, optional self-control. I've noticed that you exercise your optional self-control when, Bob, we have a meeting today. I won't be going. Right. See, there's I an use exercise it, I of use your it, optional I use it sparingly. self-control. Right, right. All right, so we've covered that then. There are 12 chuggas till choo-choo. What made you yep. think of that? Huh? What made you even think of that? I read, I read, it was online. I've seen it going around. Did you on just my Twitter. listen how I opened this thing up? I said yeah, but- we, we hate each other so much online, and it, it's refreshing when just something that's childlike and sweet is discussed. And there's a little argument about how many chuggas. I mean, in this this rancid atmosphere in which America is experiencing it, it's nice to see something that's just you know lighthearted like that. I predict. Um, let me know as soon as it happens, Ty, that we will get an irate email from someone who disputes the number of chuggas that we decided on, which was 12, and even dozen of chuggas. Yeah. Well, you know what? You can die. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. We talk about love on this show and dating and marriage and breakups and divorce. We talk about swingers. We talk about polyamory. 
We talk about friends with benefits, but you know, we are underserving one important Bob and Sherry community, and that's the community of people that are in situationships. How do you know if where you're headed is true love or if you are in a situationship? Do you know what What's a situationship that? is? It's I don't a relation know. it's a relationship that has not been defined. So maybe a situationship is just, you know, friends with benefits, just people casually uh-huh. hooking up. Maybe okay. a situationship is the beginning of a relationship and you just haven't had the talk yet. Um, sometimes people just don't want any labels in their lives at all. They just want to kind of do their own thing and not give mm-hmm. it a name. And that could be mm-hmm. a situationship. So hmm. for some people, that's totally cool. That's what you want, right? You want to be in an undefined relationship with no rules, no labels, no boundaries. You want to be in a situationship. But for so, other so people, some people, some people don't want to be in a situationship and that's why they are in a situation. That's the situationship that they're in. Well, because sometimes you think that you're cool with this, um, no rules, no boundaries, no labels, but then you catch some feelings and now one person suddenly wants more out of the situationship than mm-hmm. the other. Right. So how do you know for sure that you are in a situationship? Here are the signs. Number one, short-term and last-minute plans are the only plans you make. See, people in actual relationships make plans mm-hmm. days, weeks, months, even years oh, in advance. Yeah, yeah right? that's right. You know, next year we're going to go skiing together Mm -hmm. or next summer we're going to spend a week with my parents. But people in situationships, it's they're living in the moment more kind of hourly or daily. Yeah. You know, hey, you want to go to a movie or hey, can I come over tonight? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And and you're not you're not being you're not being invited to the things that call for big plans. You know, you're not being invited to meet family or or Uh holidays and that sort of stuff. Number uh-huh. two, the second sign that you're in a situationship, there's no consistency. You don't really know when you're going to see that person next. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't talk to them regularly. You, mm-hmm. you really can't say, well, you know, it's the weekend. I'm going to be hanging with so-and-so. There's no consistency. There's no structure. Sign number three that you're in a situationship. Um, they always have like the same excuse for not getting together with you. And it's kind mm-hmm. of a vague excuse, like work's really busy or I need to go for a run or hit the gym. See, in a relationship, those kind of comments lead to the next step. As in, work's really busy. How does Thursday look for you? Mm-hmm. Um, I really need to get to the gym. Can we meet up after? See, mm-hmm. with a situationship, hmm. here's the fourth sign. When you talk at all, it's small talk or dirty talk. You don't really <laughs> talk about anything beyond that. Yeah. And you definitely don't talk about the future. If you're not making plans for a month from now, you're not talking about the future and what you're looking for. If there are no discussions about the future, that could be a sign that you're in a situationship. Because a situationship is basically just a handful of shared activities 
with no direction. What's Number the, six. Let me, let, let's, let's pause here for just a second. What's the likelihood that you're going to find some, let, let's say you'd like the idea of a situationship. What's the likelihood that you're going to find somebody else who feels the exact same way at the same time? Well, that's the challenge of it. That's why I'm saying like there are people that are perfectly happy in their situationship and the yeah. other person in there has feelings and wants it to be more. This is the risk of it. Um, here are the other signs that you're in a situationship. Um, the other person is telling you, they are telling you that they don't want a serious relationship. And the next sign is they're showing you through their actions that they don't want a relationship. And as a result, here's the next sign. You're frequently anxious and apprehensive because the phone doesn't ring. You don't get a text. You don't have any certainty about what the plans are. And, and the next and final sign that you're in a situationship, you're kind of bored. You're kind hmm. of bored. Because have... keeping, keeping a relationship alive calls for more than just going on fun outings together. You're kind yeah. of bored. I can only recall two situationships that I have been in. And it, it was one, one moment was really embarrassing or uncomfortable, and the other one was enlightening. So would, I'm would dating you, this. Um, wait, wait, let's pause here. Because if you're going to share a really embarrassing situation, I need to go get a drink and be ready for it. So let's pause here. Can we come back with that? Will you talk about that? Oh, yeah. As long as you're entertained, uh, <laughs> that's fine. And we'll talk some more about this. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. So we were just talking about um, how to know if you're in a situationship, which is basically a relationship with no feelings, no future, no plan. You're just hanging out and having fun in the moment, which is great as long as both of you are on that page. The problem happens when one of you is having a situationship and the other has feelings. So Bob, during the break, realized that he's had this experience three times. Yeah, um, at least two. I think maybe three. Um, the first one where it really jumped out at me, because you know I'm, I'm not a situationship sort of guy, but I was between serious relationships. And you know, you meet people. And this, this one, her name was Joe Betsy. And she worked at um, the radio TV station that I was working at. And I knew that it wasn't going to go a long, long distance. But she was a very nice person, very cute. And she kind of liked me okay. So, like, when I would go away, I would uh, bring her a certain sort of gift back. But it wasn't a really personal gift, you know. And um, the two th here's the two experiences I had. The first experience was she realized that this was not going to be a forever thing. And I can remember talking to her and she looked at me and she said, I understand where we are and I'm fine with that. The only thing I ask is if we don't continue down the road, which we probably won't, and I'm walking down the hall and you're walking down the hall, I don't want you just ignoring me and walking by. I want you to say hello, no matter where we are. I went, wow. Obviously, she'd had that happen before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but how and, helpful to get the ground rules, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the other thing was, I was uh, on the road where I think it was in Florida. 
And I had I finished work, and it was like I don't know eight o'clock at night. I had nothing to do. I was bored, and I said, uh, you know, maybe I'll see Joe Betsy when I when I get back. And I called her, and she answered the phone. And I said, Hey, I'm just uh, I'm just calling, you know, say hi. She said, It's uh, eight o'clock on Saturday night. Are you checking up on me? Wow. That's not the sort of thing you would do. I, I mean, I no. was expecting her more to go. It's eight o'clock on Saturday night. Who are we kidding? I know why you're calling. Yeah, that's what I thought too. No, that's what it was. And the other situation ship was, uh, I think there were only two. I dated briefly a very, not, again, I've been really lucky with, with dating. I, I've really dated some great people. Um, she was a bank teller and she asked me out and I would go to, I, I don't know, I, I would go to different places I normally wouldn't go. I just didn't want to get into introducing her to friends because I didn't think it was going to go the, dis, the distance. It was going to be a situation ship sort of thing, although I knew nothing of, of, you know, that being a thing at the time. And I think that she picked up on that and it didn't last long. Mm, okay. I was, I, I was always uncomfortable with those situations. <laughs> You're not a situationship guy. You Probably are a, not. You are a you are not just a relationship guy. You're an old fashioned courtship, um, yeah. beginning, middle, and end kind of guy. You are. But not... when I was 14 years old, I wanted. That's all I wanted to be was a okay. relationship guy. Okay. Okay. Well, when I was 14, I wanted to be a talking panda, and yet we grow <laughs> and we realize we realize that the things we want when we're 14 are not necessarily who we actually are. Yeah, you just kind of get, you know, brought into like a, a vortex and all of a sudden, <sighs> yes, I do. For the rest of my life, I do. I do. <laughs> you you got a bunch of ideas in your head from movies that, yeah, don't, that's right. that, that don't really apply to anybody's life. Hey, guess you what? We all, we all did that because nobody really teaches us this stuff in school. It's true. Yeah. You know? And if you, you don't go- get to, you don't you're not taught about relationships or how to manage money. So, so you one. learn from schools and whatever you're seeing in your home and those are the two yeah. influences you have going into this. Mm. And and look at us, Bob. Your parents were happily married, but they struggled with math and my parents struggled with everything and look how we turned out, right? Yeah. No wonder. Yeah. No that's wonder. Right. But that's okay. That's okay. You're awesome, Possum. You got this. <laughs> it's Bob and Cher. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. All right. So recently, the People's Movie Critic went on Facebook and told everyone in the universe that he eats mayonnaise on a hot dog and then defended it and then attacked people that disagreed with it. And so we have some messages, Lamar, that are related to food that we thought you should hear. Hey, Bob. Hey, Sherry. Doc. Max. Craig from Wake Forest just heard you talking about mayonnaise on hot dogs. Oh my God, that is fantastic, Sherry. You gotta oh. try it. Hey, mayonnaise on anything is pretty good. Love to dip French wow. fries in mayonnaise. Hey, oh. uh, uh, tartar sauce on hot dogs. Oh. French fries dipped in tartar sauce. Mm. It's fantastic. You gotta try this. You can't say it's disgusting until you've actually tried it. Let's do it, Sherry. It's disgusting. Hi, Bob, Sherry, Max, and Doc. This is Mary in Lexington, Kentucky. Sherry relayed the story about uh, she has a relative that likes to put mayo on her hot dogs. And Sherry was like, "Mm, can't do it. And I was sitting here going like, I don't think I do mayo, but 
I'm not a huge ketchup or mustard fan, but I put Miracle Whip mm. with sweet pickle relish, mm. and if I got oh. chopped onions on my hot dog. Mm. Get behind me, Just Satan. want to see what Get you think behind of that. me, Satan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Miracles. Get behind me. That's not even why, a... Why are you people fighting a nice, spicy uh, mustard? Mustard oh, is fantastic God. on a hot dog. Oh not God. mayo. I am with you, Bob. Let me tell you why I don't put mayo on a hot dog. Because I'm too good for that. <laughs> All right, now, now, I understand. If a person hates mayonnaise, I get it. I do get it. But if you eat mayonnaise on anything, it's awesome on a hot dog. But if you don't like and I Lamar. said that when I did this deal on the Facebook, I said, if you don't like mayonnaise, then we got nothing to talk about. That's your business. But if you eat mayonnaise and then you won't put it on a hot dog, you're an idiot. Lamar, so, I, I don't have a fight with mayonnaise, provided it's Duke's. I will not eat Miracle yeah. Whip because, as everyone knows, that is made of hydrogenated vegetable oil and white people's tears, and I am not <laughs> eating that, okay? Yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. See you some other time! You've been listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Be sure to check out our website, bobandsherry.com. Download our free app, too. Get the oddcast, the podcast, and Bob and Sherry fun size instantly. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.